Psalm 23, let's all read this together, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, thank you for this psalm, and thank you for your word, God. I pray that you would bless it today. I pray, God, that you would speak to us, Lord, deeply, Lord. Affect our lives so we would live differently when we leave this place. So I pray for your Holy Spirit to touch this time as you've already been, God, but touch your word right now as we study it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Back in uh, 2012... With a heart for restoration, 82-year-old Cecilia uh, Jimenez attempted to restore what is called the Echo Homo, a 100-year-old fresco painting of Jesus with a crown of thorns on his head uh, in her local church at Borja, Spain. So this is in Spain. But despite her great effort to, to restore this painting, it didn't turn out out as planned and I want you I want to show that to you on the screen so you can see the before and you can see that after yeah sadly these images of this before and after went viral on social media Uh, some commented that well maybe the 82 year old needs better glasses or something but I'm sorry to say it's not that great right from the before and after The before is on the left, by the way. But two years later, the village, this village in Spain, changed their attitude actually into gratitude because all the attention that was gained on social media brought all these tourists. They said 150,000 tourists from all over the world wanted to come and see this restoration. Well, that ended up boosting their sleepy economy, so much so that new restaurants and businesses were starting. Uh, the, uh, the museums, the local museums had tourists, and, and, and they were actually making money. And get this, nearby vineyards were even fighting over the rights to use that image on their wine labels. Isn't that crazy? I think that's just amazing, all because of, well, this woman's heart, you know, for restoration. Well, today we return in our in-depth study of Psalm 23, and we find, you know what, God is a God of restoration. That's his heart. And when he restores, he does a really good job, by the way. (laughs) But that's his heart. And so I titled our message this morning, The Heart for restoration, the heart for restoration. And we're going to be studying Psalm 23, verse 3. Just verse 3, we've been taking each verse one by one in this psalm each week. And so we're going to see today the reviving, number one. Number two, the right path. And number three, 
the reason. So that's our outline. And so let's get into this now. Uh, Psalm 23, verse 3, number one in our outline is the reviving. The reviving here. And we're splitting up our uh, verse into three parts. So first is the reviving. So take a look here again, Psalm 23, verse 3. In this first part, David writes, He restores my soul. We'll stop right there. Now, David's continuing on here. And this psalm of David, right, it's all about the relationship between the, the shepherd and his Sheep. That's, that's really the picture or the analogy. And it really speaks of God and his people. How God is the shepherd, his people is the sheep. And we've been studying that in the last two weeks. If you missed it, you can listen to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can grab the audio online or just go to our YouTube channel and you could just watch the whole message. Worship again, the worship there and everything. So anyway, that's what David has been talking about here. And in detail, he gets into what that means. So in verse 3, he begins with, he restores. Now, he is who? Yahweh, my personal shepherd. We saw that in verse 1. This is Jehovah God, the Lord, my shepherd. The Lord, my personal shepherd, that he takes care of me. This is Yahweh, yeah, the creator of the universe. Yeah? The Lord God, all-powerful, who knows all things, yeah? full of wisdom, full of love and grace, who's holy and righteous. That's our shepherd. And I emphasized that when we first started here. Well, that's the he, but I want to put it into your minds again, that that's our shepherd. This is the he that David writes about. Now he says here, he restores, he restores. The Hebrew word there literally, restore, means to bring back, to bring back. It means like to refresh, to renew. It means to revive. And this is the reviving work of God that David is really talking about. What he's saying is Yahweh is the only one who can truly restore and do the reviving. That's that's really the idea that's going on here. Thus the heading in this outline, uh, the first heading here is the reviving, the reviving. He's our restorer. And and I got to say that when we read that Yahweh restores, you know, Yahweh can restore, of course, better than a lady, uh, bless her heart, but he does the restoration. We can't restore ourselves. We cannot. We can try, you know, but without God, there's no way because it's the Spirit of God who works in our heart. It's, it's Christ dying and rising again and the power of resurrection working in our lives in that way. So understand that right now that Yahweh, He's the only one. He, he can truly restore and do the reviving. I like the cry of the psalmist in Psalm 83 and, and he's praying. He says, restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. The word saved means like rescued or freed or made safe. And and I just love that verse, that Psalm 80 verse 3, because I don't know about you, it's a cry of my heart. Oh Lord, restore, you know, turn your face to me. Have your face shine on me. Bring blessings, save me, rescue me, help me, revive me, free me. And so many times in my life, oh, I need that. So here's David And he's saying, Yahweh, my personal shepherd, he restores me. He brings me back. And then he says, he restores my soul. What does the shepherd restores? David writes, my soul. Now, in talking about sheep, this is the overall now 
uh, in talking about sheep, uh, the sheep's mental, emotional, physical, the overall well-being of, of, of the sheep here. But as believers, this is this analogy, right, that it speaks of our spiritual well-being. I mean, overall, physically, emotionally, everything. But when our spiritual right, it's going to be right in the other areas in our life. But this is what David is really focusing in on, is the spiritual well-being. So here's the first thing I want you to see. David is saying, the Lord, my shepherd, brings me back to spiritual health and restoration. The Lord, my shepherd, brings me back to spiritual health and restoration. That's what David is putting out here. This is what I want you to see in just this very beginning part of verse 3. He restores my soul. This is God. He brings us back to, to, a, to become spiritually healthy, to restore us in a spiritual way. Now, I understand when David writes this, I mean, he's thinking of the sheep, right? Uh, the, this whole picture is the shepherd and the sheep. And, and there's times, and did you know this? There's times that sheep lose their balance. Uh, maybe they wander off, they get into uneven ground, and they end up on their backs. They fall over and they end up on their backs. And that's actually a condition that the shepherds call cast sheep. Cast sheep. And on their backs, in this position, the sheep are not able to get back up on themselves, uh, with themselves. They cannot get back by themselves. They, they're, they're just sit, sitting there on their back. You, you could imagine that. Their legs are frailing, you know, in the air, yeah. They're stuck that way. They can't, they can't help themselves at all. Matter of fact, I, I could imagine the sheep just fear-filling their their emotions and heart, right? Uh, a panic. Oh, I can't move. I can't do anything, right? And that, in that state, they're, they're very susceptible for predators to come and eat them. It's very dangerous, right? So you can see how mentally, emotionally, the sheep are cast down. So I, I think that's why it's called cast sheep. But not only that, are they a danger, you know, they're in danger from being eaten, but if they're, they're left upside down like this, on their backs, legs up in the air, uh, gases can build up in their stomach, in the sheep's stomach, and the pressure can build up so much that it, they're unable to breathe. And they can actually die from being on their back and not being able to right themselves. But... Of course, the shepherd comes to the rescue. When the shepherd comes to the rescue, you know what's interesting? They don't pick the sheep up right away and like flip them over. They actually roll, it, roll the sheep on its side, and, and, and it relieves the gas pressure. I'm, I'm sure they're stroking the sheep. I could just imagine the, 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 the shepherd, it's all right, I'm here, I'm here, it's okay, comforting the sheep in this state, right? They're, they're helpless, but here comes the shepherd, their shepherd, to the rescue, puts them on the side. Then, then after a little while, they take the sheep and they put it on its feet, on its legs. But the shepherd is actually straddling the sheep, kind of overholding. And as the shepherd is straddling the sheep, uh, then he'll like um, rub the limbs and kind of get circulation back in and rub the legs and everything so that they're able to stand because they can't stand right away. This takes some time. But then they're able to walk, and sometimes the sheep will often stumble and stagger. But the shepherd is back there again, helping 
the shepherd get back on its feet. So this, the reviving that the shepherd does is what David pictured for us with God. You see, God restores us when we've gone upside down in our lives. He brings us back onto our feet like the shepherd does his sheep. And, and I could picture, you know, I, I could see David picturing all this because he's had his knee, you know, share of need for restoration, hasn't he? You know, I mean, the whole Bathsheba thing, uh, uh, the numbering of people, the census. I mean, there's been things we know in the Old Testament in his life that he's gone to God and cried out to God for help and restoration, like in Psalm 51 with the Bathsheba thing. So the Lord, my shepherd, David is saying, brings me back to that spiritual health and restoration. And you know what? God wants to do that for us today. God wants to do that in our lives. Maybe you're online and you're upside down. Maybe you're here, your life is upside down because of some bad choices you made. Maybe you're really going through it. Maybe there's, 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 there's fear and you're panicking and, and, and there's your fear you're not going to make it. Well, God is here. Know this. This is how the shepherd works with the sheep. Well, this is how the Lord, your personal shepherd, works with you. He puts you through this process of restoration. That's what the shepherd did, right? He put the sheep through this process of, uh, of little by little, restoring the sheep, getting the sheep back on its feet. So that's God. That, that's the heart of restoration that God has for you. But there's something else I want to add here about this restoring. There's something else the shepherd will do in restoring the sheep. Now, the shepherd will also shear the sheep, the fallen sheep, of its wool. Because that's probably a part of the reason the sheep couldn't flip back over on its own. Its wool, either there's so much and, and, and maybe the sheep got into some things, but its wool, the wool of the sheep can get all matted with mud, manure, sticks, all kinds of rubbish, debris, and things. So that makes them, you know what, top-heavy, basically. Yeah, top-heavy. And so they can easily flip over and be stuck in that way. So you know what, the shepherd, another thing he does in restoring the sheep is he shears off all that matted and gross and heavy wool. So the second thing I want you to realize is the reviving process includes shearing off the problem of sin in our lives. The shearing off, uh, the reviving process includes the shearing off of the problem of sin, basically. Listen to it, Hebrews 12, 1, and this is in the NLT what it says. It reads, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. I like that. We need to strip off those weights, those things that slow us down in our, our race that God has given us, our walk with him, our life with God. And, and especially it's that sin, yeah, that the sin that so easily trips us and stumbles us. 
So it's important that we are relieved of that weight. You know, in a way we can say with the sin and maybe things we're into that maybe aren't necessarily sins. They're, they're weights in our life, but they distract us from being with God. Those things make us top heavy. And it's easy for us to stumble before the Lord. And you guys know what that is. We all have our, our weights, yeah? Or we all, we all have our sins. Maybe uh, just to say they're, they're little sins, habitual sins, but sin is a sin. But it still can trip us up. It's still like that, that, that sh- the wool of the sheep all matted with the mud, manure, debris, and rubbish and all that. Well, Jesus perhaps, is working in your life right now. Maybe some of the things you're going through because that is the process that Jesus is putting you through to shear off those sins that are holding you back. Remember, God loves you. God wants to know you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants to be close to you. So perhaps some things that are going on is the Lord like shearing off those sins and things to to stop making you so top-heavy. And so you wouldn't flip over so many times. He wants to restore you spiritually. He wants to restore His relationship with you in, in, in your life. He wants to bring you closer. You know what? He wants to, I think about what, what David wrote in Psalm 51, right? After he sinned with Bathsheba and, and, and the sin was outed and, and, and he repented before God. And he cried out in Psalm 51, restore the joy of your salvation. Have you lost that joy? Perhaps that's because you're upside down right now. Yeah. Or, or, or I think about how the, God, that's, this is his heart, you guys. This is what he wants to do in your life. And, and in Joel 3, that, that the Lord told Israel, I will restore what the locust has eaten. Yeah? The swarming locust. And, and that's God's heart for us. Know that he wants to bring restoration. And so when David writes here in Psalm 23, verse 3, he restores my soul. Yeah, think of it as the Lord talking to you. Hey, I want to restore your soul. I want to restore you back to me and what it should be. I want to restore you from being upside down and right you up, right side you up. And, and we, I, want to, I want you to go and I want to walk together with you in this life. This is God's heart. This is his heart for restoration. Well, this is the reviving. Let's go to number two in the next part of our verse, the right path, the right path. So it goes on here in verse three. And David Wright says in the second part, he leads me in paths of righteousness. So the next thing, he, Yahweh, my personal shepherd, leads me. Now we, we came across that same word in verse two. He leads me beside still waters, right? The word lead there means to guide gently. Uh, uh, so David's saying, you know, the Lord, he guides me gently. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not forcing me. He's leading me. He's not driving me. Remember in the Middle East, the shepherd does not drive the flock, but leads the flock. And as I mentioned last time, that sheep, they need leading, right? Because they have a bad sense of direction. They're, they easily wander off. They're easily distracted. And, and perhaps even what, what David pictures here is this sheep wandered off and got into uneven ground. Yeah, 
And they weren't following the shepherd. They just kind of got into something, wandered off, got lost, and got into uneven ground, and poof, they're upside down. So David says, he leads me where? Well, in paths of righteousness. Now, righteousness is, is like the right path. So David said, you know what? He restores me, and guess what? He puts me back on the right path. That's the idea here. The idea is he's, the sheep is back to following the shepherd and how the sheep should have done in the first place. Uh, uh, the, the shepherd leads him on that right path, and the sheep should be there following the shepherd on that right, right path. And so as believers, God restores us, and he puts us back on that right path with God. He puts our, our life back on track, you can say. Yeah, to have God in our lives, to follow Jesus, yeah, to be in his word, to be in prayer, to be in church, to, to be in fellowship. He, he brings us back to this life of, you can say, even righteousness, right? Of right living with God, of, of being a believer and Christian, because we can get off that path. But God restores us and puts us back on that path. Path. You know, the Bible is full of verses that, that speak of this in this path. And I'll just give you a few here. In Psalm 16:11, the first part says, You show me the path of life. I like that. Yeah. What true life is about, what life is with God is really about. Psalm 17:5 says, My steps have held fast to your paths, my feet have not slipped. I love that part. God, when you're following God, when you're right there, when God is right there with you, your feet will not slip. There's another psalm that talks about David wrote that he enlarges my path beneath me, you know. And I, I love that thought. So God is with you, helping you stay on the path, be on the path, and not stumble and go upside down. Psalm 119, verse 36, and this is the NLT. It says, make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. I love that, yeah? That God works in our lives, and as we follow him, and he's, he puts us back on track, on, his, on the right path. It's a path of his commands, his word, his principles, and our obedience to him and following him in that way. And you know what happens? We find happiness. We find joy. I love that. I, I, I always think about um, someone said something like um, uh, uh, holiness is happiness, you know? Because when we follow and obey God, that's where we find God. We find right living. We find uh, who we are in life, who God is making us to be, you know, children of God, who, uh, followers of, of our shepherd, sheep who follow the shepherd. And that's where we find our true happiness and fulfillment. And as we saw in verse 1, right, contentment, right? I shall not want. So here's what David is saying. The Lord, my shepherd, brings me back to the right path in life that that's it you guys this is what god does yeah so he restores you spiritually but he also leads you back to that right path and that's the lord yeah it's it's a complete restoration it isn't just oh he restores you and say okay go figure it out on your own yeah no he brings you into that right path and guides you into that and that's 
the Lord. That's what David sees with, with God, his shepherd, and what he does with him, his sheep. Pastor and theologian Peter Jeffrey once said, Why did we need restoration in the first place? It was because we had forsaken the paths of righteousness and gone down the alleys of sin. I thought, oh, that's good. That's what happens, yeah? And that's where we get flipped upside down. We've gone down those wrong paths. So, listen, it's, it's one thing for you to come to church, give your life to Christ, to recommit your life to Christ, to be forgiven and feel the Spirit again, and, and oh, you, you feel your, the guilt lifted, and you're, you, you know, God's right there, you're cleansed, and then you walk out of here. What do you do? You just go start living your life again. So it's one thing you get restored. But now we got to be people who, who, as God leads us, we got to be people who live on that right path, who follow and go on that right path. And that's what God wants to do right now. He wants to restore you and I to that right path. Yeah? And that right path includes the Word of God. The, the right path includes, you know what, Jesus being in your life, not just on Sundays, yeah? not just, oh, early in the morning you pray, and okay, that's it, you forget about Jesus all day until the next morning. No, every moment of the day, every hour, every minute, every second, it, 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 your, your life is wrapped around Jesus. Jesus is in your life. Your life is Jesus. Yeah? Lately, I've been telling myself, I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I, I need that. I, I, it helps me during the day to understand and see things through the lens of God. Yeah. So it's important that we walk that right path right now. So he restores us, then he puts us right on the right path. And that's another part of the restoration. Listen, he can restore you and you're walking. It's easy to wander off again. Yeah. It's easy to get into that uneven ground and, and follow, even get on the wrong road. Yeah? But follow who? The shepherd. Yeah? Follow Jesus. Stick with him. Commit to Jesus today. Because as he restores you, he wants you on that right path. And he's leading you there. Yeah? Hopefully when, the, when our shepherd Jesus turns around and looks back, that we're still there. Yeah? Yeah? That we're not off again. It's like the words of old hymn that we sing. We, we cry with our hearts. Yeah? Let thy goodness, like a fetter or chains, bind my wandering heart to thee. You know the hymn, right? Prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to lead the God I love. Here's my heart. Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Tell you, that's my desire. I know my own heart. It can wander. It can wander while I'm praying. It's wandering right now while I'm preaching. No, just joking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, sometimes I can think too deep. My wife goes, how do you do that? You know, I can listen to something and be thinking of something else. I don't know. I, it's, it's, a ba- it's a good, but it's a really bad thing too. But uh, my desire is not to wander to be focused in on Jesus, to be right there following the shepherd, yeah? And if he turns around, Lord, I'm here. I'm still here, yeah? I'm still right there, right behind you. And you know what? It's God's heart that you be there too. This is his heart, the heart for restoration. All right, so we see the, the reviving, 
we see the right path. And now the third part in this verse, number three in our outline, is the reason. The reason. And, and I really love this part. So the whole verse says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And then at the end of this verse, David writes, For his name's sake. In other words, the restoration, yeah? Putting you back on the right path. It, it really is given. It comes in a way really that honors the shepherd, yeah? Or think about it this way. David's saying the good shepherd, which we know is Jesus from the New Testament, the good shepherd restores in his good way. That's the way to look at this. When he says his name's sake, his name, when we talk about God's name, it speaks about his character. For his character's sake, he restores. For his character's sake, he brings you back and puts you on that right path. That, that, that's really the idea. You know, when the Jews, they talk about the name of God, they're referring to his character and what he does. Yeah, it's who he is and what he does. I mean, like, like, uh, for example, I mean, here in verse one, the Lord is my roi. That's the Hebrew word. And we'll, we'll say Jehovah roi or ra'a. Um, that, that's that shepherd. And when we did uh, the other year, the seven, uh, I picked seven names of God. There's more than that. We did a whole study on that, right, in between some books. And, and that was one of them, that the Lord is my shepherd. And that's what Ra'a or Ro'i is in verse 1. So God, that's his character. It's like he's our shepherd, and he, and he takes care of us as his sheep. Do you remember, um, you guys probably know, a popular one is Jehovah Jireh, yeah? What is that? God, my provider, right? And that, that's a character. God provides. That's what he does. That's who he is. Or how about Jehovah Rapha? Yeah? God is my healer. Yeah? He's my, he heals me. He heals me spiritually. He heals me physically. He heals me mentally, emotionally. He heals my heart. That's God. That's who he is. That's what he does. How about Jehovah Nisi? Remember that one. God is our victory, yeah? Remember, Jesus died and rose again from the dead. He's victorious over sin and death and Satan, right? And when we battle, we don't battle for victory, but from victory because Christ died and rose again from the dead. He's our Jehovah Nisi. Or how about Jehovah Shama? Uh, Shama means ever-present. God is ever-present, Yeah? He'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's who he is. He's he's everywhere. Yeah, he's omnipresent. And so he is here with us right now. How about Jehovah Elohim? Yeah, God the creator in the beginning. Elohim, yeah, created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1, right? He's Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. God is peace. And and we know 1 John talks about how Jehovah God is love too, right? So when we talk about the name of God, it speaks about his character, who he is, and what he does. So when David says, hey, he restores my soul, he leads me in paths of of righteousness for his name's sake. He's saying the restoration of my soul, the leading into the right path is done, you know what? According to his character. That's what he's saying. That's the reason. All this happens. It's according to his character. And so our last point is this. 
The reason the Lord brings me back is that's who he is and what he does. That's the reason. The reason the Lord brings him back is that's who he is and you know what? That's what he does. We have to put our faith in that. Because yeah? sometimes the process is long. Yeah? Sometimes the, 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 the process, it can be one process. We want God to do something like that. But the shepherd knows. Yeah? Like he took the sheep and first put it on the side. You know, then the feet and was rubbing the feet. And you know, eventually the, feet, uh, the sheep got to walk on its own and still maybe stumble, but the shepherd was there, but eventually the sheep's good. So sometimes there's this process we go through, and sometimes we think, oh, it, it, God, do you really want to restore me? But he, he does. He has a heart for restoration. Remember, this is who he is. This is his character. The reason the Lord brings me back is that's who he is and what he does, and that should give us hope. Yeah? That should help us. To understand that, okay, I don't like this process, or I don't like it's taking so long, but you know what? I know his heart now, because this is who he is. I was recently talking to someone who, interestingly enough, was, was fighting a lot of toxic thoughts and things that, that were really, um, really feeding into his fear and insecurities, and, and he would automatically spin out into condemnation. And even, you know, listening to a sermon or even in the most loving passages in the Bible, he would find something to condemn himself about and pass over God's love. Maybe you're in that state. Maybe, maybe it's all condemnation. Maybe you're in that state of mind. You have this image of God that, you know what? Yeah, I'm the sheep. God's the shepherd. And he's out there hunting me down. You know why? Because he wants to kill me, yeah? He wants to get back at me um, because of what I've done. But remember, what we're seeing here, God, yeah, is a God of restoration. We got to get that into our minds. Sometimes we think, oh, he's after me, but, yeah, you know, we sing, um, did we just sing that this morning? You know, your love is running after me, yeah? You're running after, oh no, God. And you think it's not for restoration, but for retribution. But it's not that. Think about how God is a God of reconciliation. Yeah? 2 Corinthians 5. Paul talked about God. That's why he sent Jesus to reconcile the world to him. That's his heart. Yeah? And that Paul was saying, and you know what? We're ministers of reconciliation. Yeah, we're tools of that as Christians, and we're ambassadors of Christ. That's what he was talking about. That God is a God of reconciliation. That's the Lord. He wants to save. He wants to free. He wants to reconcile, not retribution. His heart is for restoration. And that's what we see here in Psalm 23.3. So this is who God is. A restorer of souls. This is what he does. He, he forgives and he gives grace. And he sent his son so, and die on a cross so we can be forgiven. So, and then he leads us back to, on the path so we can follow him. That's Jesus. That's his heart. So listen, if, if you have that state of mind, you know, you, you need to turn and remember he's the good shepherd. Turn to the good shepherd. And Jesus 
is the one who wants to turn you right side up. Yeah? Um, you've been living upside down for too long. So it's now time. It's time now to be restored back to God. He wants to heal your wounds. Yeah? The hurt, the pain that's causing so much. So much of this. He wants to heal you of that. He wants to soothe you and comfort you. And he wants to restore your, your walk and that closeness with him. He loves you. This is who he is. This is what he does. Sometimes we fear, uh, well, what if, what if, I don't know, I, what if I wander again? I don't want to fail. What if I find myself, my life, upside down again? Will God give up on me, his sheep? I mean, this might be like the third time, the fourth time. I I don't know. What if I wander again? And you have those fears and they're valid. But understand that God will never give up on you. Listen, though we may be wayward sheep, Jesus will always be the good shepherd because that's who he is. That's what he does. He restores. He puts us on the right path. For his namesake, because of his character. Maybe you're afraid, oh, I, I don't know if I can do this. Will I make it? I don't know. Maybe I messed up too much. I mean, what, what if I don't make it? What, what if the path is too hard? What if this is too hard? You know, what I was, what speaks to me, what spoke to me this week, I was listening to something, but it's part of a poem by some anonymous person and it says this the first part of the poem says the will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you God is there this is who he is he's a gracious Lord he will keep you he will help you he will be there so hold on. If, 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 any, if there's anything today that I want you to hold on to, I mean, you can hold on to all of it, but if there's anything, hold on to this one thought that you can fully trust the Lord. Yeah? That He will not do anything in your life that's going to go against His character. Yeah? No matter what you see, no matter what you, what, what you feel, no matter what... Is going, spinning around in your mind. He will not do anything in your life that will go against his character. I want to close with this. Um, there's this um, Christian rehab center located in Berkshire, England. It's called the Yadal uh, Manor. <clears throat> For almost 40 years, they've been helping men to overcome serious addiction, alcohol, drugs, and things like that. And come to Jesus, live new and free lives in the Lord. Well, the interesting thing was the ministry all started when this Christian couple, who was actually from America, uh, took in a man named Derek to live with them and to help them. They, they reached out to him, provided for him, shared Jesus with this man, and he believed and was saved, and his whole life changed, and he was freed. Yeah? And he, he, he was brought from upside down, right side up. Well, the <clears throat> couple then started to discuss the possibility of starting a Christian rehab center, which they did, and it's been going 40 years. But when they were looking into this just huge task that would be ahead of them, 
Yeah, and they're 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 talking about it. The wife, um, Joni Yalder, said, "Well, we know God won't let us down." Now I like that because that that's who He is, right? But I, what I really like that after hearing that that saved man was with them, Derek, he added this: "God won't let Himself down." I love that. When God gets involved, yeah, he does it in a way because that's who he is and that's what he does. When he restores people's lives, he will always do a great, complete work according to his plan. So we can trust him. This is his nature. This is what's in his heart. This is the heart for restoration. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to a close today, we thank you for Psalm 23, verse 3. We thank you for the hope we have in you because this is you. You're, you're a God of restoration. And, and many of us, we're here today because you've restored our lives, Lord. You've come in and you, you've, you're, you've, you're doing this work and you're still restoring us, but, but it's you who've saved us and freed us and forgiven us and made us into new creations and you're continuing to do that restoration work. And what you do, God, is, is awesome. It's not second rate, Lord. It's not amateur, but you are the professional because you created us, Lord. You know us through and through, and, and, and you're our personal shepherd. You know how we think. You know, you, you know what's in our heart. You know our, our, what we lean toward, what, what causes us to be distracted and wander off. You know all these things. So you know how to work in our lives to restore us and rid us, Lord, of that sin, to, to shave our wool of sin and, and, and just junk from the world. And God, we want to be restored. God, we pray, Lord, for just our lives right now. And we know where we lack and we know where we're having trouble. We know that we've wandered. God, we want to come back and follow you. Set us on the right path as you restore us, Lord. God, we want to follow you. And that's our heart right now at this moment. And Lord, I pray for anyone who never prayed to receive you, God. Whoever's hearing this at the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray for them that they would come and and be saved, that they would give their life and surrender their life to you right now, God. That though also those who maybe have wandered off, who need to recommit their lives in a way that they know they need to, not half, not quarter commitment, 100% turnaround commitment and surrendering everything, everything. Lord, I pray for anyone like that too, that that today would be the step, today would be the time to come and be restored by your loving touch, God. Lord, we cannot live this life without you. We need you, God, right this moment. And so we cry out to you in Jesus' name. Amen.